Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. Do you have any friends or family that program as a hobby or as a job? Have you ever looked over the shoulder of someone writing code and wondered, how the heck do they make sense of all that gibberish? One of the most frequent questions that I'm asked is, how do you learn how to program? Well, in this episode, I'm going to demystify programming by popping the hood and showing you that without even knowing it, you may already know some of the basics. But first, this episode is brought to you by Canary, a complete home security system in a single device. Since launching earlier this year, people across the world have been using Canary to stop burglaries and other serious incidents. I've had one in my house for a couple weeks right now, and I love the thing. It's a little bit bigger than the size of a soda can, and it sits in the corner of my kitchen. It has a 1080p HD camera complete with a wide-angle lens, motion detection, night vision, and a really sensitive microphone. It has a 90 decibel siren that's really loud and will definitely scare off an intruder if you arm it. It also monitors other things in your house, such as air temperature, humidity, and even your air quality. It's really funny because the other day I was burning a candle and it detected that the air quality was poor because the candle is pretty close to it. What I like best about it, though, is that it'll automatically know when I leave the house and it'll arm itself. And when I get back home at the end of the day, it'll put it on privacy mode so that the mic and camera turn off while I'm at home. It's a pretty cool device, and a number of my family members already have one on the way. So start protecting your home with Canary today for just $199. Go to meetcanary.com and use promo code TECHTALKER to get a free overnight shipping. That's meetcanary.com, and the promo code is TECHTALKER. Canary, the smart home security for everyone. Programs are simply a set of instructions that people give to computers to perform a task. Even if you hate computers or think that you don't know anything about programming, I'm sure that you've used and written a handful of your own programs without even knowing it. If you've ever followed a recipe for cooking, put together something from Ikea, or explained to someone how to get to your house, you've written a program. In other words, you followed a set of instructions someone else gave you or wrote instructions for someone else. Almost every programming language has the following statements in common. If, then, else, for, and while. These commands are used to make decisions within a program and perform actions. Let's look at if and then. Say you're out of milk and you want some cereal. In the form of a program that would look like, if you need milk, then go to the store. Writing programs to use ifs and thens to make decisions is just how it sounds. If something happens, then perform the following task. Next, let's take a look at else. Else would be like saying otherwise. For example, if you're out of milk, then go to the store. Else, otherwise, stay home and watch Netflix. See, it's pretty easy to understand, right? I mean, think about how many times you've used that sort of logic in your head while driving, having conversations, going to the store, or making every other decision in your life. Almost all of those decisions can be distilled into if this happens, then do this, else or otherwise, do that. The next part of explaining coding has to do with loops. Loops are just a fancy way of waiting for something or performing an action a certain number of times. This is where for and while come into play. Think of baking a cake. You have to put the cake in the oven for 20 minutes. You might use while in a similar way. For example, while the cake is baking, keep the oven on. These five basic words can be found in just about every programming language out there, and they'll operate pretty similarly. Now that we know how programs make decisions, let's take a look at what they do with the information and where they get it from. Information in a computer is stored in something called a variable, which might be shortened down into just var, V-A-R. A variable is just something that stores information. 
Think of your grocery list as a variable. It contains information about what you need from the store, avocados needed for your guacamole, the name of your favorite chips, or what aisle the soup is on. It simply contains information. Computers interpret data in a couple of ways, but on a basic level, they look at information as a number, as just a string of text, think of just like a string of letters, or a list which may have numbers and text. Now, different programming languages have a number of different ways that they break these down even more, but for now, that's as deep as we'll go. If we were to write a quick program about you, we would need certain pieces of information. For example, if your name is Fred, we might store that piece of information in the variable name. If you're 32, we might store that number as the variable age. And if you have blue eyes, we might store that variable as eye color. Variables can store any information and can be named whatever you want. This makes it a lot easier to read and write programs. Now that we've covered the decision-making process and how to store information, let's look at how programs actually use these items. Programs make use of operators such as greater than, less than, equal to, and not equal to, in order to compare data and variables. An easy way of thinking about this would be to look at your thermostat in your house. Say you want your house to stay between 70 and 80 degrees. You would need three variables, a high temperature, which would be 80 degrees, the low temperature, which would be 70 degrees, and whatever temperature your house is at. The program would look like this. If the inside temperature is less than 70 degrees, our low temperature, then turn on the heater. If the inside temperature is greater than 80 degrees, our high temperature, then turn on the AC. This is a really simple example of how you might use a program. And if you're interested about that example that I just did, I actually wrote a program in the bottom of the show notes of today's episode that you can check out. What makes programs like this extremely powerful is that computers are really good about making simple decisions really quickly. For example, if you wrote a program to find the average high temperature over the course of an entire year, the computer could solve it before you even pull out your calculator. This makes many things much easier, and it is why you can find programs running everywhere from your thermostat to your microwave, remote control, video game, garage door opener, you name it. All of these programs and conveniences have the same simple building blocks. And now what you're hopefully thinking is, wow, Tech Talker, programming isn't as hard as I thought it was. I recommend that you check out CodeAcademy.com, edX.org, Lynda.com, or Coursera.org to learn more. All of these websites are great at teaching you how to program. With just a couple hours of practice, you can make some pretty cool programs, and even if you're not trying to quit your day job, knowing some programming basics will be useful in an increasingly technological world. Also, I recommend that you check out the program that I wrote in the bottom of today's episode. It's only a couple lines long, and I bet you you can read it. I'd love to hear your comments about it, whether you can predict what it does, if you have any questions with it, or where you can get started learning more. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com, and if you have any further questions about this podcast or want to make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker, keeping technology simple. 